take this top off. Y'all know how my mouth gets dry. <laughs> Everybody say hallelujah. Glory. What's his name? Jesus. Amen. It is. Oh, okay. Man, it's loud. <laughs> Come on. Man, how many of y'all been going through some stuff? I'm talking about, man, I'm li- listen, listen. After I took that test to get licensed, I'm talking about it was like broke loose in my life. <laughs> I am not lying. So anyways, I, I, I go to Psalms because I always go to what? The Word of God, right? Because the Word of God is always going to accomplish what it is sent out to do, and it will not return back to him void. Coming out of Psalms chapter 13, and the Word of the Lord reads, this is David speaking. This is David crying out to the Lord. He don't even start out with a with a, uh, 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 any kind of fancy uh, start-offs like in the mighty name of Jesus or, or Lord, I love you. No, he starts out, oh, Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. And I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you are so worthy to be praised. I thank you for what you're about to do tonight, what you've already done, Lord God, and what you are doing in this exact moment right now. Today is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. As I decrease and you increase in this place, allow me to be a blessing to your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Get this, have, have y'all ever had somebody, have y'all ever had somebody to turn on you? Y'all have? Okay, uh, it's one thing to have my enemy turn on me, right? We ain't cool. I don't like you. You don't like me. I don't do you. You don't do me. We don't like each other. We don't do each other. I'm cool with that. I always have my helmet on around you. I always have my armor on around you. I am prepared for you. Because you're my enemy. But, but tonight I, wanna, I don't want to talk about the enemy. Tonight I want to talk about the ones that's close to me. Or the ones that's close to us. 
but the ones that hurt us are the ones that are close to us. The one you keep your chest open with, the one that you have your robe off with, the one that you don't have no helmet on with, the one that you take your weave out with, the one you take, the one you keep your wave cap on with. That's the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one when they come through the house, you tell your wife, go ahead and let them in. That's the one I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. You know the one, the one that y'all said, hey, we in this together to the end. That's the one I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. You know the one where you say, hey, you got my back, I got your back. You know what I'm talking about. If you eating, I'm eating, man. If I'm going, you going. If I got it, you got it. If I fight, man, you fight. We got each other back. We down for each other. That's the one I'm talking about. We've been together in the trenches, fighting the same fight, the good fight together. And all of a sudden, you turn on me. You turn on me. We fighting all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had someone that was close to you? Have you ever had somebody that you respected, that you loved, someone you have shared every single intimate detail of your life with, and they turn on you, and now you're fighting with them? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I guess I got the right crowd. We're going to look at David. When I read Psalms 13, I Googled. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus, for Google. I Googled what in the world was David going through when he wrote Psalms 13. And it takes me to 1 Samuel To 1 Samuel chapter 21, starting at verse 1, and I'm going to read through chapter 22, the first, first verse. And the word of the Lord reads, David went to the town of Nob to see Ahimelech, the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he saw him. Why are you alone, he asked. Why is no one with you? The king has sent me on a private matter, David said. He told me not to tell anyone why I'm here. I have told my men were to meet me later. Now, what is there to eat? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you have. We don't have any regular bread, the priest replied. But there is the holy bread which you can have if your young men have not slept with any women recently. Don't worry, David replied. I never allow my men to be with women when we are on a campaign. And since they stay clean even on ordinary trips, how much more on this one? And since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread and the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. And it had just been replaced that day with fresh bread. Now, Doeg, the Dodomite, the Edomite, uh, Saul's chief, chief herdsman was there that day, having been detained before the Lord. David asked Himelech, do you have a spear or sword? The king's business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. I only have the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Eli. The priest replied, it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take that if you want it, for there is nothing else here. There is nothing like it, David replied. Give it to me. So David escaped from Saul and went to King Ahash Achish of Gath. <laughs> but the officers of Achish 
were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David, the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one the people honor with dances, singing? Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed ten thousands? David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Akesh of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on the doors and drooling down his beard. Finally, King Akish said to his men, must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around here. Sound like the victory home. Uh, <laughs> why should I let someone like this be my guest? So David left Gath and escaped the cave of, escaped to the cave of Adullam. And the name of this message is Cave Time. You see, someone that David, someone that David dearly loved, David fought for this man. David took care of this man. David served this man. He married this man's daughter, and he was the son to this man. Now David is running from King Saul and hiding in a cave for a moment all alone. Feeling so abandoned that despair and depression began to take over to the point that he cries, Lord, how long will you forget me forever? And how long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? Turn and answer me, O Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. O David. You can hear the agony in his words. You can hear the hurt in his heart. And you can hear the doubt echoing in the passage, the loneliness that's flooding his emotions. David was a man of God. David was a righteous man. David was a man after God's own heart. We're talking about David here. David slayed thousands of men, cut off the head of Goliath, and yet we find the anointed man of God hiding in a cave, depressed, lonely, in despair. I don't care how anointed you think you are. I don't care. When the ones closest to you have turned on you, fighting against you, it seems like everything around you is falling apart. No matter how strong you think you are, no matter how strong you've been, no matter... We can handle a, a little bit here and we can handle a little bit there and we can handle a few here and we can handle a, a few there. But when it all happens at one time, you're like, Lord, please help me. I need help. I can't do this on my own. Whoever said that Christians don't get depressed, don't feel abandoned, they lied. They lied. It's like something in our head. We forget these promises that the Lord have, have promised us. He said he would never leave us and nor forsake us. But it seems like the worries of the world and the cares of the world, they take over. Just because I'm a Christian, it don't make it any easier. It's like I got a big old bullseye on my back and the enemy's trying to get me. See, as a believer... Regardless of the extent of our spiritual maturity, it's possible to reach a point so low we actually feel that everyone, even God, has abandoned us. But don't let the predicament that you're in now determine your destiny. Don't let what you're going through right now 
stop you from moving forward. Don't let what's going on with you now stop the vision. Don't let what's going through you now stop fighting. There's something I know that's worth fighting for. See, this moment in, in David's life when he's in that cave for that moment all by himself, see, this was cave time right here. See, cave time can happen to anyone. What are some things that may cause cave time? Cave time may start through a lengthy illness when strength never comes, when future plans fade, and so does hope. Cave time often begins when an un unanticipated job loss or financial trouble. Cave time. Cave time commonly occurs in a prolonged marriage of family difficulties, maybe wayward children, even, even a horrible boss. This is cave time. Cave time usually makes us feel depressed and all alone because others no longer seem as supportive or friendly and we feel abandoned, feeling led into the downward spiral of thinking, no one cares about me like David did. Now, enough about the depressing stuff. Because there is an end to this right here. See, now let's look at how David, how David survived his deepest and darkest hour of loneliness. Let's go back to uh, Psalms 13. And the word Lord reads, Oh, Lord, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, oh, Lord, my God. Restore the sparkle in my eyes or I will die. Another version says, enlighten me, oh, Lord. And at this point, at this point, David has to be looking up. He has to be looking up now. And he says, don't let my enemies gloat saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. And this is the part I love right here. But I, everybody say, but I. But I, but I, he says, but I. See right here, David is on, the, is on the verge of a breakdown. But in the midst of this breakdown, David has a breakthrough. He says, but I, he says, but I trust in your unfailing love. I trust in your unfailing love. I trust that your unconditional love endures forever. I trust that you will never leave me nor forsake me. I trust that you got plans to prosper me and not to harm me. I trust. He says, I trust in your unfailing love. And I will rejoice because you have rescued me. And I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. See, David, David understands the power of praise. 
See, 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 David understands that, that it's his praise that's going to break the chains. He understands it's his praise that's going to get out of depression. He understands it's his praise that is going to do this. Because the Bible says that it is that the Lord inhabits the praise of his people. I'm going to Psalms 103. This is how David prays. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With all my heart, not a piece of my heart, not two-thirds of my heart, not three-quarters of my heart, like all my heart. With all my heart, I will praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. And let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Let me tell you something. I'm a radical praiser. I get a little wild when I praise. People be looking at me like I'm completely crazy. But let me tell you something. If you don't know where I've been through and everything I've been through, you can't stop my praise. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all that's looking at me and say, oh, he prays all crazy. You can't walk one mile in these shoes right here. If you did, you'll commit suicide. I was raped and molested as a kid. I was strung out. I OD'd four times. My girl thought I was crazy. You can't stop my praise. It is my praise. I remember what God has done for me. I remember how good he is. I remember how good he is. Yes. And my chains break off me. I ain't depressed no more. I ain't in the cave. I come out. I come out fighting. Why? I come out fighting because the victory's mine. See, I don't, fight, I don't fight for the victory. I fight from the victory. See, my whole position in life changed. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Come on, devil. Come on. I'm ready. They put my shoes on. My feet stink. David, <laughs> woo, David, a poet but strong, a poet but strong, soft but a savage, a savage was David, <laughs> anointed king of Israel, woo, my God, and he was depressed, he was depressed, but when he was on the verge of that breakdown, when he was on the verge of that breakdown, he let us know, look, I got the key to the breakthrough. And the key is praise. The key is praise. I don't care what y'all are going through today, saints. I don't care what you are going through. It ain't nothing that a little praise can't handle. Then David remembers this. This one we ought to be jumping up and down for. He forgives all my sins. I can really just drop the mic right there and just walk off the stage on the cool. He says, hey, he forgives all my sins. Not just some of them, not just a few. He said, but he, 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 man, man, I'm getting so excited I can't even hardly talk. I'm stuttering. He forgives all my sins. And then get this. And he heals all my diseases. Let, let, me, let me tell y'all something. 
um, um, the, the, the secular drug rehabs, they call um, um, drug addiction a disease. They say once an addict, always an addict. They say it's incurable. But guess what? The word of God just says, the word of God just says, it heals all my diseases. All my diseases. Those that the son set free are free indeed. I know there's somebody in chains today. I know there's somebody need to be set free. Come on, somebody. He says, he redeemed me. He redeemed me from death. He redeemed me from death. Me personally. I know what y'all, don't take it personal, but I take it personal, but don't take it personal because same thing he did for me, he did it for you. He says, David took it real personal. He said, he redeems me from death. There was a price paid. There was a price paid to the point the way he was sweating blood. He did not want to go, but he went anyways. There was a price paid. He says, he redeems me. He redeems me from death. I'm a king. Elliot, I'm a king. Pastor Raymond, I'm a king. He says, he says, and he crowns me. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. Get this. Get this. Every morning we wake up, we receive new mercies. That means, that means today, I get to live today better than I did yesterday. That means today, I get to live better than I did yesterday. I'm not trying to live better than you. I'm just trying to live better than me from yesterday. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. And then he says he fills my life with he fills my life with good things. He fills my life with good things because all good things come from God. And this is one something for you, for you kind of people that are, that are a little older, a little more mature, a little seasoned. Get this, it says, it says, and my youth is renewed like, like the eagles. <laughs> it's renewed like the eagles. <laughs> he says, my latter days would be better than my former days. See, see it doesn't matter how old I am, the older I get, the better I get. The older I get, the better I get. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he said, those that wait upon the Lord, see, those that trust on the law, those that trust in the Lord, right, their strength will be renewed. They will mount up on wings like eagles. You ain't got to flap. You ain't got to flap. You will soar. Mount up on wings like eagles. Yes, you will run and not grow weary. And you will walk and you will not faint. That's what the word of God said. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. And the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. All that are treated unfairly. And he revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. Let me see your glory, Lord God. Moses cried, Lord, show me your glory. He was up on a mountain with God, right? And he was trying to bring the Israelites to him. And the Israelites started tripping. They said, no, Moses, you go up to the mountain and you come back and you tell us what he said. I don't know about y'all, but I'm not satisfied with that. I don't need you telling me what God said. The word of God says, I can enter boldly into the throne room myself. The worship team, y'all can come up. I've been done probably about 10 minutes ago. I'm just still going. I can't help it. God has been so good. Yes, there's some struggles. I struggle. Yeah. But my praise, my praise, my praise is what's been getting me through this. My praise is what's been breaking the chains off of me. My praise. 
praising the Lord. I remember what he's done for me. I remember what he's doing for me. And I got my eyes on where he's taking me and what he's doing for me. Come on, somebody. Get this. Get this. I got some news for y'all. Get this. So David was in the cave all alone, right? Lonely. But guess what God did? He began to praise. He remembered how good God is. And guess what he did? He brought David's family to him. He brought his family to him. Not only did he bring his family to him, he brought 400 rejects to him. 400 rejects to him. Yeah. Yeah. So you ain't just going to get your family. You're going to get some people you probably don't want to be around. But he got his family back. He got his family back. He ain't alone no more. Cave time. God is so good to us. God is so good. Please don't forget. Please don't forget the good that he's doing for you. Man, I tell the guys in the home all the time, sometimes I just wake up in the morning and I get the wiggle in my fingers and I say, thank you, Jesus. I step from over the bed and I'm able to put my foot down. I wiggle my toes and I say, thank you, Jesus. I get up and I'm able to use both of my legs and walk in there and fix me a cup of coffee. And I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I had a million tongues, I still couldn't praise you enough. Thank you, Jesus. I never thought in a million years, man that I will be up here doing this right now. It still blows my mind. It still blows my mind. It blows my mind. And God, he's no respectable person. The same thing he do for me, he'll do it for you. As a matter of fact, he's gonna bless you more than he blessed me. You receive that? Well, come on, somebody. Now, if y'all struggling, after that, I know the only reason why I was able to do this is because the, the worship and the, and the presence of the Lord is here. It's the anointing that breaks every yoke, every yoke, yoke of depression, yoke of bondage, yoke of addiction, the yoke of suicidal thoughts, the yoke of I can't, the yoke of I can't read, the yoke of all that. It breaks it all. It's bad. Those that the sun set free are free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And let me tell you something. If you need to be set free from anything tonight, I don't care what it is because the Lord is here right now. And the Word of God says that it's the anointing that breaks every yoke. Come down to the altar and get prayed for. I know we had a mighty thing going on earlier. Yeah, but come down here. Don't be afraid. God wants to break some chains off you. He wants to set you free. Hallelujah. Girl. 